Welcome to the Cloudroom Community. Conversations with the entrepreneurs, activists, and thinkers of Seattle's most creatively inspired co-working space. I'm Nick Patry, co-owner and manager of the podcast room at Cloud Studios. Today, Colton Winger, co-founder of Cuneiform, the personal styling agency. Colton talks in-depth about everything he does at Cuneiform and discusses his new venture into designing a retail storefront. Today on Cloudroom Community, I'm talking with Colton Winger. Colton, thanks for being here. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. So Colton is the co-founder of Cuneiform. Can you tell us a little bit more about what that is? Yeah, so Cuneiform is a sliding scale personal styling agency. Um, It's just a kind of uh, um, fancy term uh, for uh, we're closed people. So we actually, um, we operate on a sliding scale, which basically just means we're affordable for everyone. We have a sliding scale pricing bracket um, and we're a personal styling agency. And what that means is we basically, we work with anyone and everyone that wants to, you know, explore self-identity through clothing, um, no matter what that looks like, um, we work with them through a variety of services. Um, Mainly what we do is we actually build wardrobes from the inside out. So um, with new clients, we typically go into their home, we assess what they have, we flip through everything, um, decide on what stays and what, you know, we would suggest leaving. We've built a system of, um, you know, filtering the clothing that the client would also agree with us should go. We've built a system where we can filter that back into the community. Um, so it's st- hopefully stays here through uh, resale and consignment partners um, and oh, non- nonprofit partners where we donate um, extraneous clothing that can't be resold. Um, and then through that process that allows us to say, you know, Hey, client a, um, you know, we've, we've spent all this time with you in your wardrobe. We've assessed everything. We've gotten rid of what we would call the noise. You know, it's these things that aren't mm-hmm. serving you in your wardrobe. And we think that you could use X, Y, Z. And then we also have services that can um, help support them in sourcing those things and bringing them um, back to their home to try on and incorporate with their own existing wardrobe. So that way you don't have this confusing question of, you know, oh, well, I, I bought this thing and it fits me, but and I like it, but now I don't know what to wear it with. Um, yeah. so it just is this kind of full service closed loop system that we built. So that's what, that's what Kinoborn is. That's awesome. And I'm so curious about that, um, sort of in how in home consultation, like going into mm-hmm. the closet, like, what is that? What is that usually like? Like to me, that seems stressful, but necessary, I guess, like, you know, mm-hmm. anyone could really use that. Um, yeah. but it's gotta be, it's gotta be tough going through, you know, everything you've ever bought on your own to really analyze whether you need it or want it or not. Totally. I mean, and I think that's what helps is, you know, we have 15 years of experience doing this. I mean, Cuneiforms um, were founded like four and a half years ago, but we've been in the industry for a really long time. Um, So being able to look at a wardrobe through all these different lenses and also having such an extensive um, career background within the industry, it really just allows us to put ourselves in another person's shoes and to read their body language and just be very like, you know, open to what that experience looks like for them. Um, and I think for us being comfortable in that, in that, that zone, um, really just helps kind of, you know, navigate with the client. And for us, a lot of, um, a lot of times we hear from clients, you know, gosh, I got rid of, we're getting rid of so much, but yeah, I feel like I have so much more. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's not uncommon. You know, it's, 
we're humans or creatures of habit. We find something that works for us and we just keep buying and buying and buying just mm-hmm. that that own version. So a lot of times people, you know, are excited to, you know, look at how do I combine things in new ways um, and having someone um, having, you know, a professional outside outsider to, to look at that um, is extremely helpful. Um, it's for me, it's really, really fun. Uh, you know, for most clients, it's not stressful. I would say, you know, Good. every now and then we'll have clients say, gosh, you know, I'm so nervous, but, um, <laughs> you know, if you're inviting a stranger into your home for like a five hour period, um, your chances are, you know, your anxiety, you've already kind of like went through all for of sure. those feelings and reservations before you clicked the book button. Um, but yeah, it's a pretty intense awesome. experience, but um, it's it it's worked really, really, really well for us. It's an amazing foundation of how to how to analyze a wardrobe as a whole. You know, yeah, yeah, that seems so great, especially in a place like Seattle where you kind of need like so many different types of clothes, right? Like if you're mm-hmm. into outdoor stuff and and the different mm-hmm. seasons, the rainy season, the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that seems like such a helpful thing to have. So now I wanted to get into something that you're excited about working on right now. Does something come to mind with that? Yeah. So, um, you know, this year has been really interesting and fun <laughs> to adapt <laughs> sure. things, especially since, you know, I'm just explaining we spend five hours at a time. Um, you know, it's not always five hours, but, you know, we're in people's homes. So, you know, with COVID, um, that eliminated that completely. So, we had to shift some things around. We had a temporary um, showroom space actually in Chop House Row that we were in January, February, March. And then, you know, once the quarantine happened, we we weren't right. really sure what was going to happen. So we um, we decided to kind of, ha- you know, shift everything and house everything um, in my home um, temporarily. And in doing so, that just allowed us to find ways to, you know, connect with our reconnect with our existing clients and connect with perhaps maybe new clients. And one um, way of doing that, we actually, um, we built an e-commerce site, um, cuneiformrecycle.com, which is basically a branch of Cuneiform um, that organically evolved about three years ago. Because we operate on a sliding scale, you know, we would go into these clients' wardrobes and we would say, we, you know, we would do this, what we would call wardrobe audit, which is what I just explained, being in there for mm-hmm. five hours and editing things out. And, you know, mm-hmm. and we would say, you know, client A, you know, based on everything that we saw and based on what we're getting rid of, you need X, Y, Z. And we work on a sliding scale. So, so, you know, every now and then we'd have a client that would say, okay, great. You, you're telling me that I need a new black pant, a new sneaker, a new jacket, and two t-shirts. Okay, well, my budget's $300. And we have retail partners that um, we work with that we have access to their inventory. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, the price of an item um, is, you know, unless you're shopping in a, through a, a very particular um, channel, it, it can get pretty high. So um, that's when Cuneiform Recycled, like, basically, you know, was born. And it's just bas- basically a curated collection of recycled um, clothing. We're extremely conscious about the planet everything that we do is considered through that lens and that's been a huge part of how we work since our inception four and a half years ago and what's been really cool is cuneiform recycled is kind of like the living child of that um there's so many clothes in the world um and so um you know it's just been really fun and exciting to 
offer that to not only <clears throat> um, you know our sliding scale clients with monetary you know resource restrictions, um, but also just showing our clients that might do might actually have a little bit more um, you know monetary access um, to show them that like you know recycled clothes aren't dirty you know it's it, we don't we need to really d- dis disengage with this idea of you know new 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 all the time yeah. and chasing trends and and all of that um so a lot of what we talk about with clients is is you know our impact on the planet their impact in you know working with us and when you say recycled clothing in that way does that mean full clothing that other people have used previously or is it like taking the threads from old clothing and reworking them into something new yeah that's a great question it's clothing that's been gently used or worn or sometimes new um from a previous individual so it's not it's not a cut and sew program it's not something that we design and we're you know ripping clothes apart and redesigning them back together um it's designers actual designers real people um or companies that are that you know have people behind them rather than this kind of big corporation for example you know uh zero maria cornejo rachel comey um mason margella dries van noten um these designers that we've been working with for a really long time that um you know have teams or ateliers that um you know are producing ethically driven clothing clothing that's produced in an ethical way um Mm -hmm. we get to basically we've been we curate that constantly um because we constantly need it and what's great is the price points like you know a fourth to a tenth of what it would be at a retail store new so it just really allows a you know anyone and everyone to access quality clothing that's going to last um without breaking the bank you know you're not wearing like a five thousand dollar outfit you know sure um so we ship you know when covid and quarantine happened we shifted everything around we built um this econ platform ketoformrecycle.com and shortly after um we it was going really well it's we've tried i tested it out in the past and when we when we did it when we started when we tested it out three years ago, um, we sold out before we could even launch it. So um, that's also been something that we're working on is just um, building an infrastructure where we have um, a team of people that can really help us fuel that. So that's coming soon. And so um, it'll be updated pretty regularly. Um, but the other really exciting thing um, kind of in conjunction with that is I, I've been working on a um, lease agreement for a um, physical location for Cuneiform that will house not only our offices but also all of the inventory that I've been describing um, in an actual house, and it's actually really close to Chop House. It's just um, on it's on Twelfth, um, a block north of um, Pine, and oh, okay. um, I've been renovating that this week, and it'll be um, open by appointment most likely third week of July. And what's really cool about this space is not only is it going to house you know our our offices and all of our awesome cuneiform recycled clothing inventory, but I'm designing the space out so it can be fully shoppable. So you can shop artwork from, um, you know, friends of mine or local um, creatives. You can shop furniture that's been creative, that's um, recycled or antique or secondhand rugs, textiles, that sort of thing. Um, So it'll be like a really like interesting, fun, different shopping um, environment experience. So that's what we've been working on. And that should be done here in the next like three or four weeks. That's really exciting. Yeah. And I'm sure you're looking forward to having the inventory out of your home. Yes, totally. 
Um, what is the space like? What was it previously? Was it a residential home or was it because um, it comes to mind? Yeah. Sorry, it, go ahead. It's the old Scratch Deli. So it's that. It is. House. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great space. Yeah, it's a great space. It looks different now because it's painted black. I think when Scratch Deli was in there, it was like a green and it might have yeah. like it might have like a lot of like maybe drawings or paintings on it. Um, it <clears throat> so it's all black. Um, so yeah, it's it's just down the street. It's a great location. Awesome. Um, we'll have client parking in the back, which is great. There's an outdoor space in the back. We're going to be. I'm already um, in talks in regards to working with a couple of people that I find really awesome and influential. One in particular actually is Holly Merrill, who used to manage the cloud room a few yeah. years ago, which I'll talk about here in a moment. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, we're going to be doing you know hosting some private events there. Um, when it's safe to do so and just you know just a really awesome place to just kind of discuss you know all the things that i actually find really exciting and you know just sharing knowledge and information and um and just having a space to connect in for sure for sure well i, I miss scratch deli but i am glad to hear that it's uh the space is being put to something uh this interesting and and that's cool that you've been able to kind of build it um in your vision too um do you mm-hmm. feel like you you've been able to uh, kind of make the space into what exactly what you want it to be? Yeah. I mean, I'm really, really lucky. So the, the building is actually, I have a short term lease on it because the building's actually okay. going to be torn down in a couple of years. So oh, okay. it actually is a, it's really good for me because, um, you know, I don't, the, uh, um, one segment of cuneiform that I've been wanting to explore is cuneiform recycled interiors. So, you know, as oh. you can imagine, that's what I'm sort of playing with in this new space, but through a retail lens rather than like going into someone's home. So I don't yeah. really know what cuneiform will look like in a couple of years. And so it's nice to have this kind of temporary space to play with. And what's nice about that is um, they're like, you can do whatever you want because it's going to be torn down. So right. um, it's been, you know, I'm not awesome. investing a ton of money into it because it's going to be torn down, but um, it, yeah. it's going to be, a, it's, it's got some really good um, juju to it. It's, it's got a really good flow and it's, um, it's big enough, but not too big. It's, it's really cool. Great. Well, I am looking forward to checking out that final product. Um, now I wanted to move into kind of your personal background and, and see if there was a past job that has been impactful or, or memorable for you that you still think about today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's see. So, I mean, as I mentioned, I've been in the industry for, I don't know, 15 years, maybe more now. I've kind of lost count, but um, <clears throat> uh, my whole life. And um I would say, you know, one of the most impactful jobs that I had um, was I had moved to San Francisco probably, gosh, let's see, seven-ish years ago. Um, And I took on a really beautiful building in um, Jackson Square that a Swedish couple had moved to San Francisco to open up. And um, they created this really beautiful space. Um, It was a actually similar concept to the showroom that I'm building out now. Um, it was kind of a, it was a rotating art gallery, but uh, also a clothing um, retail space. Mm-hmm. And what was really cool about that was just, <clears throat> um, they gave me basically, you know, the keys to the the house and just said, you know, like, we, we trust you um, to do what you need to do to, you know, get things moving and grooving. So um, that was a really exciting um, time for me because a lot of the installations that I worked with were with local artists and we did a lot of, um, we did a lot, a lot of experimenting with um, events like, uh, you know, uh, natural dyes, which is uh, natural dye events with, um, 
you know, an, a, an, uh, this really amazing artist in um, Oakland area. And what's cool is <clears throat> um, seeing those concepts still alive now, like Glasswing does a, such a great job with that. Um, they host events similar to that. You know, Older Brother is a really great company that works with natural dyes. And so at that time, <clears throat> that wasn't necessarily something that I had um, any experience in. My experience was very like client facing, uh, managing retail spaces, ex, you know, expanding revenues for, for retailers, um, corporate retailers at that time. And so it, it was this kind of really a beautiful way of just connecting with the community and finding ways to engage and, um, and start conversations. And, um, and that was really, it was a really profound, um, experience for me. And, you know, it's definitely, it's, you know, it's obvious that it's shaped, um, how I do things now because this new showroom that I'm building is kind of through a similar lens. Um, but I would say that was, that definitely was a really fun experience, um, San Francisco is such a cool city and there's so many great collaborators there. So that obviously helped a lot too. Yeah. And I'm curious, um, because I hear the comparisons all the time of Seattle to, you know, is becoming San Francisco or, or whatever it is, but what, it, if you had a take on that based on, um, being in San Francisco for that long and then, and then being in Seattle recently, I think it's very easy for people to create similarities. Also, that's just the way that the human brain works. It's how we understand things. Um, and, you know, one easy way to do that is to say, oh gosh, you know, traffic, oh gosh, all these tall buildings, oh gosh, you know, this tech culture. Um, so it's, it's very evident that that is a huge new part of this city that was a new part of San Francisco, you know, <clears throat> decades ago. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I will say, <clears throat> I, I, I'm, I'm not yet seeing this huge push of push, you know, against, um, you know, artists in in the Seattle area, like I saw in San Francisco when I was there. Um, but also, you know, we're quite small, and I think that we're a pretty we're a pretty resilient, tough, progressive city. So, um, you know, I we'll see what happens in that regard. Um, I do, I do really hope that we really embrace arts and culture into other segments of the city, um, specific, mm -hmm. specifically speaking other industries, um, because that was one thing that I personally really loved about San Francisco. Um, and I honestly think that's the reason why a lot of people love other cities like Portland in particular, New York for obvious reasons is because, um, you know, you go, you go to different um, regions of that city and there is always some sort of arts and culture um, embedded into whatever that district, whatever ha whatever's happening in that district. And I, I really hope that we, you know, as restaurateurs, entrepreneurs, co-working spaces, um, coffee shops, um, art galleries, you know, public outdoor spaces, I really hope that we really look to that part those those artists um and yeah. basically like bring them in with us as we're building um these spaces and as we're looking at them through these through these lenses of connectivity because um we, you know i really i really just don't want it to be uh, I, 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 I i you know i've heard this from a lot of people a lot of people don't really want it to be uh, a sterile environment um mm -hmm. it's just a sort of like come and go clock in and out um kind of world so uh, hopefully, you know, we'll, hopefully we'll see more of, of that, but, you know, 
it depends on what's happening with you know the world and, and COVID right now. So we'll see. Yeah. And it makes sense that you've been drawn to the Capitol Hill neighborhood um, mm-hmm. with your with your business, because it certainly seems like that's an area of Seattle where that is happening and, and hopefully it will continue to grow. Totally. Okay. And then my final question is just about the Cloud Room. Um, if you could talk about how long you've been a member and what you like about working in this space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, Cuneiform was brought on by Holly Merrill, like uh, probably, it was within our first year, so about four years ago, um, back when she was there. Uh, it was basically, you know, we she had been a client of um, Cuneiform's other co-founders for a long time before Cuneiform was, you know, launched. And she basically said she was just looking at ways to engage in the space and um, she asked us if we had any ideas and we were like, well, you know, we're not entirely sure, but you know, we'll, we'll come, we'll, we'll come be members and, and poke around a little bit. And when we did that, we started hosting um, small events in the cloud room itself um, with just that, you know, our, our recycled inventory. So it just became this really fun little Mecca for us to host events pretty regularly. You know, we probably did, you know, a few to four every year um, in the cloud room where we would invite, you know, our clients, the public cloud room members. Um, and that was really fun and exciting. And then that actually developed into, um, hosting a kind of bigger version of that, which is what we dubbed chop house row head to toe. Um, some people might remember it. Um, I think we only had two or three, uh, cause it got a little bit too big for me to hold, um, okay. and manage, but, um, it's been a really fun, fun way of, engaging with, I think, the outside community. I think that's what's really awesome about the Cloud Room is that um, it's such a fluid space. Um, you know, not only is it obviously beautiful, and I love that, you know, there's the bar there, and that's open to the public, and it has the beautiful patio, and it's pretty accessible, and the location's really great, and it's surrounded by all these incredible businesses and these incredible business owners. But um, I think what's really cool about the Cloud Room is being able to utilize that space in ways to again like connect with other people um i think you know liz and the team there has has done such a great job in in creating a space like that awesome and then to wrap up here is there anywhere you'd like to send people so they can check out what you're working on uh yeah totally um we're not too um aggressive on instagram but that's sort of where we uh announce quite a bit um we have an email list but we're not as old school as we like to think that we are. Um, so Instagram is probably the best way to find out like, you know, what's, what's happening in the now with us. So you can follow us on Instagram. At we are Cuneiform. Cuneiform is spelled C-U-N-I-F-O-R-M. Um, and then if you want to know a little bit more about us, um, our services, how much we cost, what we're doing, you can shop our online inventory. That's all available at www.wearecuniform.com. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being here, Colton. Yeah, thanks so much, Nick. Thanks to Colton Winger for being on the program. Check out wearecuniform.com if you're interested in learning more about their clothing and the wardrobe audits. And keep a lookout for when the new storefront is opening on 12th Avenue. To learn more about the Cloud Room, go to cloudroomseattle.com. And to learn more about the podcast studio, head over to cloudstudioseattle.com. For the Cloud Room community, I'm Nick Patry. See you later.